0: Amen. I want to talk to you for a little while on this subject, hanging from the gallows, hanging from the gallows. The children of God were slaves in Persia. The king was uh, Haressus, I think is how you say that. And the days were bleak and hard for the children of God. And the people of Persia hated God's people, and especially the rulers and political people of that time. Heserus is how you say it. Heserus was the king. The more they would persecute God's people and God's children, the greater they became. They waxed stronger, the Bible says. They become mightier, more determined, and they were focused and committed, and they were on their knees because of this persecution, but it caused them to have their faith and their trust in their God. When one would die, for others were born. The people of God, even under this Slavery and the heavy hand of the taskmaster. The People would become militant and great, even though it was right under the nose of the enemy. God's plan has not changed. God's people are still mighty. The more the devil tries to persecute God's church and God's people, the greater we become. The church is becoming greater and more determined and focused and more committed. And we're on our knees because of the things that are transpiring around us. Try to destroy one and four others are born again. (laughs) The people of God are becoming a militant army right under the nose of the enemy. The church, the church of God is not falling short, but stepping up to the challenge of this latter day people that are wanting to persecute and put the church down. But I will tell you that the church is not dying, but the church is living and becoming stronger as a result of it. (laughs) Haman was one of the political rulers of Persia. Haman feared the strength of Israel, so he built gallows to hang Mordecai, and he built them to hang God's people. It was his way of removing the threat of God's people, to to persecute and to intimidate and to create fear, to continually remind them of the future doom and gloom. Mordecai could see the gallows, but He continued to put his trust in God. The devil, though, today wants to taunt you with his gallows and would love for you to believe that the gallows are for you. But I want to remind the devil that he's a liar and he's a father of liars. And the devil is trying to remind you you have a past and you'll never have a future. But I'm here to remind the devil he's still a liar and a father of liars. He wants to tell you that you're destined to death. He wants you to be afraid and fearful. He wants you to give up and believe that you're destined for death. But I like what it says in Romans 8, 31. What shall we then say these things? Or what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? What do you say to these things? You have to say it. What do you say to these things? You have to say it. You have to say, I don't know about these gallows, but Lord, I'm going to keep my faith in you. Come on. Amen. While the devil tries to remind you that you're destined for death, what do you say? While the devil tries to create fear in you, what do you say? When the devil likes to tell you that you're destined for hell, I just wonder if someone would rise up today and say, No, I'm not going to believe that, but I shall declare in my words that I am more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. Do I get a witness here today that someone is willing to live in the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ? Come on, some of you need to hear this message because you've been dealing with the devil all week long. But it's your opportunity to come into the house. And what do you say? Some of you need to put the devil under your feet and say, today is my day for victory. I shall overcome. There are things that have been pending in my life, but I'm going to put them in my past. Ah, what do you say to these things? What do you say to these things when the devil is wanting to taunt you with the gallows and trying to remind you of your past? What do you say? Uh, I believe somebody today is going to get the victory if you'll just declare it. Quit sitting around and feeling sorry for yourself and making excuses as to why you are where you are and and people don't understand my condition. Quit talking about that. Start giving God glory. Walk in this house and say, to you, God, I shall put my faith and my trust. It don't look very good. I see the gallows over there and Mordecai saying, but Lord, I'm gonna trust in you. I know the devil means to harm me and destroy me, but I showed up at church today. I got a little dance in my feet. I got a little clap in my hands. I got a shout in my voice. Why? Because I'm going to let the enemy know that I will overcome. I don't understand the gallows. I'm not sure what's going to happen with them. I'm not sure what's going to happen with the things that are going on in my life. I'm just simply going to trust in my God. What do you say to these things? First John 4 and 4 says ye are of God little children and have overcome them because why greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world somebody needs to shake their spiritual finger in the face of the devil and say you think you have me you think I'm going to give up and walk away You think that you're going to destroy my walk with God? I don't think so. For greater is my God that is in me than anything, devil, you can taunt me with. Amen. Amen. I'm an overcomer. I don't know what these gallows are for. And I know the enemy would like me to think that they're for me, but I think God has another plan. King Ahasuerus was looking for a queen when Mordecai presented his cousin Esther to go in before the king. It's interesting because God used Esther and her beauty to save Israel and to save God's people. The word Esther is from a root word meaning Hester, H-E-S-T-E-R. That word Hester actually means hidden. Everybody say hidden. Esther was hidden as she kept her words hidden when she refused to disclose her nationality as a Hebrew when she was chosen as a queen. A Histerist didn't know that it wasn't just a woman he married, but he was marrying into an idea and marrying into a family and a people of God. Didn't realize it. She was hidden to such a degree that when he chose her, Ahisuerus chose her to be the queen, he didn't realize that God had a plan. God was using the king as a tool in his hand To work in hidden places for the victory of the people. Amen. Some of you don't understand the working of God because some of it is hidden. God is working, working on your behalf in places you do not see. That's why your pastor always says that I don't believe it's by accident you came here today. Maybe you don't see it right now, but you're going to see that God had a plan for you to be here because he's working on your behalf in hidden places. <laughs> places that you don't see. Today you're not just here for church, but God is working a plan in hidden places on your behalf. Amen. God is working in hidden places on your behalf. When Robert Bruce, the famous emancipator of Scotland, was fleeing from his enemies, he sought refuge in a cave. Although they were hot on his trail, when they reached his hideout, a spider had spun a web over the mouth of the cave. His pursuers concluded that he could not have entered without first destroying the web. So they presumed he had fled to elsewhere. So Bruce prayed a prayer and simply said this, Oh God, I thank thee that in the tiny bowels of a spider you can save me a shelter and then send a spider in the perfect time to the perfect place. For my protection. It's the blind side. The enemy is after you. But God says, I'm going to hide you. Ah, come on somebody. I'm going to hide you. The moment you walk through that door... The devil's asking, where did they go? Let me say it again. You're not here by chance and by accident, but God allowed you to walk in those doors. I don't know what your condition is, but I truly believe that you are here to find a complete and absolute deliverance of whatever it is that is plaguing your life. Amen. And God says, now this is your opportunity. You walk in here, the devil doesn't have power in this place. The enemy can't see what's going on in this house. Amen. It's the blind side. That's why he says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. You have walked in this place and the Lord said, devil, you got to stay outside because I want to talk with my children. And I want to see them that are in bondage and enslaved be delivered by the hand of God's hidden work. Amen, amen. Amen. I feel the spirit of the Holy Ghost coming into this house. Some of you are getting what your pastor is saying. I believe before this day's over, you'll be able to walk away from here with a victory in your life and the victory in your spirit because you have made claim and you have declared that if God be for me, who can be against me? I'm going to walk out of here 100% blessed and delivered by God. Hallelujah. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress in God, and in Him will I trust. My God, in Him will I trust. Psalms 91.3 also says, Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and the enemy that tries to destroy you. And He shall deliver you from the noisome pestilence. Fourth verse, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. His truth shall be your shield. It doesn't say the church is going to be your shield. It doesn't say that your mom and dad's going to be your shield. It doesn't say the preacher's going to be your shield. Is anybody hearing me now? Amen. It doesn't say just because you came into a Pentecostal service, that's going to be your shield. No, he says, my feathers shall cover thee, and my word shall... Be your shield. That's one thing to be covered, but it's another thing to be able to say, I can stand in the midst of the enemy, and while he throws his darts at me, I will stand here with the word of God, and there's nothing that he can do Against me that I shall not prevail. How are you going to prevail? I shall prevail in the word of God. Amen. I shall prevail in the word of God. Ye shall know the word. Ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hold up your shield. Get into the word. Understand and get revelation of what God is wanting to say to you so that you can stand up against the wiles of the enemy. Amen, amen. Don't back down now. Don't walk away now. Don't don't get discouraged now. Don't become fearful. Even though you see the gallows, you need to see that God has something working in hidden places on your behalf. Amen. The devil would love for you to believe that you can't make it. and He would love for you to believe that there's too many things in your life that you will never overcome. But I've come here today by the power and authority of the word and shall declare that we will rise up, and we will become a militant people by the power of his word, by the power of his word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Mordecai, don't lose faith in your God. Amen. Don't lose faith in your God. Don't lose faith in your God. We have a lot of people in this church that are brand new. It's been quite a challenging to convince them that God is able. That God is able to do exceedingly above beyond anything that you can think or even. God is able. Sometimes we beat ourselves up. And while we're beating ourselves up, we exclude God. And the Lord is telling us all the while You leave the gallows to me. You leave your past to me. You leave all your problems to me. I know. I know what Haman's trying to do. He's trying to convince you that those gallows are being made for you. But God is working in hidden places to reveal to you that there's more than just the fear of what Satan tries to place in your life. That God is bigger than all the fear and all the problems and the gallows that are standing before you. That's when the king Ahissarus heard that Haman had built the gallows. And that while he built these, he built these gallows for Mordecai, Mordecai, and God's people. And so the king was angry. The king was so angry. It says in Esther, the 7th chapter in the 10th verse, so they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. He said, the very thing that Haman had created for your demise is the place I'm going to hang the devil. said, and then the king was, the king's wrath was pacified. Haman, you was the one that built the gallows, but didn't even realize while you was building it, you was building your own demise. You were building the gallows for yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of another story where Satan built a cross to hang Jesus. Not knowing that the cross was built more for him than it was for Jesus. <laughs> Let me just break this down for, for some of you. If you've been around, you've, you've heard pastor talk about this and preach about this. But Satan was told that if you destroy the body of Jesus Christ, in three days it will raise up again. And while he's building this group of people, calling Jesus a wine-bibber, and he cast out devils by Belzebub, and all of it was lies just to try to build a case against Jesus. Jesus could see that cross from a distance. We even know he did, because while he was in the garden, he prayed, Father, let this cup pass before me. He saw it. I don't want to go to that place. I don't want to go to the gallows. I don't want to go to the cross. Something else that's really interesting about the story of Jesus was it wasn't just that Jesus was going to the cross. It was that he took every sin that you and I have ever committed and he put them on himself. hmm And Satan, all the while he's working the gallows, he's thinking that he's working it to the benefit of the death of a man. But the reality was, Haman was building the gallows thinking it was for Mordecai, but the reality was it was for himself. And Satan is doing the same thing when he was crucifying Jesus. Uh, oh, let me let me break it down where you really understand what I'm saying because when it says, it is finished, I've had a whole lot of people tell me what they thought that meant. But I want to tell you what I really believe what Jesus was saying was not that it's finished uh, in, in reference to his death, but I think he was saying to the devil. Mordecai, you built these gallows that... All of the people of Israel would hang from the thing that you created to destroy them. But in turn, you've created your own demise. So Satan, I want you to know that while you put this Jesus on the cross and he said it is finished, he is declaring this is where you have to stop Satan. Because every sin that was ever committed, every crime that was ever unfold, would unfold. He says this is the place that I am going to cut you off Satan. I see the gallows, but I know now they're not for me. Satan, you're just creating your own demise. When you told me I couldn't make it, You watch me. I'm going to show you that through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Amen. So when I look at the cross, I don't just see my Savior being crucified. I see Satan being crucified. And Jesus says, it is finished. Somebody needs to get what I'm preaching. You need to get into the spirit of what the Lord is wanting to say to you today, that it is over with the devil as long as you're willing to declare that this is the day that I am going to put my faith and my trust in God. Amen. It's finished. It's finished. It is finished. Joseph was a dreamer. It was a man in the Bible that really believed in the future of God's promises. The Bible says though, that while Joseph was a dreamer, his brothers hated him. It was one out of 12 sons. So because of their hatred toward Joseph, they they beat him up. They ripped off his coat, which was a coat of many colors that his father had given to him. And they dipped it in blood. They lied to the father and said, after they dipped it in blood, look, Dad, look, look at the blood. Joseph is dead. They threw him in a pit. Later they drug him back out and sold him into slavery. And while he was a slave in Potiphar's house, the Bible says that Potiphar's wife went after Joseph and ripped his coat. So she accused him of trying to go after her. So now he leaves Potiphar's house and he's thrown in prison. But while in prison, the king has a dream. It was Joseph that interprets the dream. They take him out of prison because it was a time of famine. And they elevated him to the food distribution in the kingdom during this famine time. Things had changed. He was in slavery, but now he has favor. his brothers show up because they needed food during the time of famine and so they show up. Now they're standing before Joseph. And in Genesis the 50th chapter, the 20th verse said Joseph looked at his brothers and said but as for you he thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. You was pointing the way to the gallows, but here I am standing here favored of God. Even in the midst of my slavery, I'm handing you food, and I'm the blessed one giving you what you could have had. You thought you destroyed me. But instead, you promoted me. And I can hear the words of Jesus saying, Devil, you thought you destroyed me. But all you did was promote me. And there are many people here today that can say, The devil has chased me. He's thrown me down. He's caused all kinds of havoc in my life, but he never destroyed me. And I can say instead, I've been promoted. Hidden places. Hidden places. i all, stand. He's working on your behalf in the hidden places. He may drive you to the grave, but listen. Just know that while you're being driven deeper and deeper into your circumstance, God is getting ready to promote you. He just has to take you in the place of hiding so they can bring you out just like he brought Jesus Christ from the dead on that resurrection day. So today... Some of you are looking at the gallows and trying to figure out how you're going to get past this. How am I going to get around all of the problems that are pending in my life? You're asking that question, and I'm giving you the answer that if you'll step out from where you are and quickly come down to this altar and say, the Lord, Lord, I'm going to put my faith and my trust in you. Even though I question some things and I don't understand, I'm going to put my faith and trust in you I've been dealing with a lot in my life but I'm still going to put my faith and my trust in you it doesn't look good Mordecai keep trusting God doesn't look like I'm going to be able to overcome but keep your trust in God Joseph don't quit now you might have lost your coat your brothers may have lied on you they've thrown you in a pit they sold you, sold you to slavery. You've been in Potiphar's house. You've been accused. You've even been thrown in prison. But you keep your faith in God because he might just give you a dream to interpret, to bring you out and give you favor. Give you favor and to promote you.